Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. On the podcast today is alumni, a good friend, a good brother, a pastor and minister. Also a military man, Jason Q. Johnson II. Sir, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you, man? Appreciate oh, man. you having me. Oh, man, you know it's all love, bro. We was, we was just shooting it, shooting it up and, and chopping it up. I should say chopping it up before we got on here, but um, good conversation to be had. You know, life is good, man. You know, still trying to adjust after my mom died and everything, but things are good. Still being productive and progressive. That's it, man. And I think that's just like we, we talked a little bit, just continue to carry on that mantle, bro, of everything uh-huh. she instilled in you. So definitely, again, condolences to you and the family, but proud of you. Definitely proud of you for carrying that torch and, and making that joint blaze brighter than ever, bro. I appreciate that because uh, some people thought I was going to turn into a menace. Nah. <laughs> I think they're still waiting on me they're to turn into it. Yeah, they waiting. There's a few people. It's like, man, you've been calm this whole time. What are you over there working on? I got something for you. Something coming, right? Yeah, it's on the way. I ain't gonna tell you what it is, but exactly. I got it's a package in the mail. It's gonna be yeah. in the mail for you. I'm gonna send it up. D'Angelo made that song. What he say? Send it up. Send it through. That's it. It's gonna be right for you. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So how you uh how you enjoying that Florida weather, man? Man, honestly, it's just I'm I'm a little bit over it. I miss <laughs> I miss the changing of the seasons. Honestly, from time to time, I was back at the house a few uh, actually uh, beginning of the year. We came up there uh, to visit me and the family and everything, and it's just constantly hot. It's it's and then every day we have our afternoon monsoon showers, and then the sun is right back in your face, cooking you. But it's a blessing. But it's definitely I miss those changing of the seasons where you see the the leaves changing and you. You get that cool breeze. I don't miss the day of the winter cold. However, <laughs> I do miss those seasons changing. Though. You might want to move to Kansas then. <laughs> Kansas, like that, yeah, Kansas might have a little bit better better weather than we do. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. So let me just go ahead and say that now. I am looking. Yes, am sir. Looking. <laughs> um, but but I, I, I do appreciate that that warm weather year round when I did live in the South for a few years. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing to be able to come out all year round and you can wear shorts, <laughs> you know, in Chicago, if you're wearing shorts in the winter, you better be running a marathon or you oh. better be crazy. Is that, <laughs> that's, that's the only two reasons you got them on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because if it ain't that, it's not, it got to be something wrong with you, man. Something wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So what's the hottest it gets uh, there in Florida? Yeah, you're going to touch anywhere between 105, 110 some days, and that's just the index as well. But it's just it, it gets up there, and it's just a matter of just you got to get indoors quick and just stay hydrated, bro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you left Chicago some years yes, ago. Sir. Yep. And you adopted a team called the Miami Heat. Yeah, let's get just get right into it, man. I knew Come it was on. Coming. I knew yeah, it. oh yeah. Yeah, right out right out right out the gate, man. Right out the gate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Now I haven't <laughs> seen you say much about this team over the last few years. Yeah, why man. why is that, sir? Listen, man. Look, uh, <laughs> Chicago always gonna be in the blood. Mm-hmm. I got my man on Mike already. But it, it's just a matter of I was like, I have to adopt where I am, have something to just cheer and root for. Uh, definitely always got the love for Chicago for the Bulls and everything that's been going on up there. But uh, the Heat Nation, man, I'll I, I, I admit it, man. I, I was on the bandwagon for a minute, had LBJ in town, and things was turned up. Couldn't do the three-peat like Mike, obviously, because he was not that guy. And 
never will he be. I'm putting that out there. He won't be. But <laughs> it's, it's only one goat. Yes, sir. So I had to have something local to cheer for. Then. Okay. Always. If, if I'm not watching Miami, I'm definitely tuning in to see what's going on on WGN, bro. Man, so, you have people hot. I know. I know. <laughs> I have family members. This only everything. Unfriend me. All that. But you have right. people hot. And I was laughing because I was like, I get it. He's down there. He's enjoying it. So he's adopting, he's a, he's changing his habitat. He's from Chicago. That's forever, but forever. <laughs> now yeah. I, I'm let me say this. Originally, I was hot. I said, this mofo. <laughs> Just some turnout. <laughs> I said, look at this mofo, man. He done turned coat. <laughs> and not just turn coat, but you the goat for that. <laughs> It's like this man crazy. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> and then I and then I thought about it, I was like, that's being I'm being a little bit too emotional. Let me let me find out what's up to this. So I had to reach out to you. Know, let me text this man real quick, man. Yeah, hey man, man, you all right down there? <laughs> then I was like, okay, I get it. And then he was like, Yeah, hey, I done adopted the culture down here. You know, it's 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 Miami Heat, you know, yeah. and and we and we had a little little discussion. I was like, all right, so me and you about to have a little <laughs> bit of a rivalry. And, yes, sir. and you know, of course, the Miami Heat was getting the best of the Bulls, but the Bulls was trying, man. Yeah, bro. The Bulls they was both. trying at the time. Yeah, man. Those are some good, good playoff games, man. I, I really yeah. wish the Bulls would have been able to get like a guard or a big man that could really just show up for them, you know? That would have been some problems, bro. That would have been some problems for real. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lie, like, even though I don't see LeBron as the GOAT, he is a guy that's like really, really up there. And yeah, any team that he's ever been on, he's always, he's always represented. Excuse me. Yeah. He's always represented. He's always held his own, you know? Yeah, man. He, he's doing goat like things outside and off the court, you know, everything he's doing with the kids and the babies and things like that, bro. It's on brand and things like that. Bill Boy, he's, he's a Billy. He, he's doing some great things. And I, I think for the community, it's just amazing. Some things Mike didn't do, uh, however. Yeah. This is just a matter of man. He's, he's definitely in his own class. I would say, but absolutely. Game itself, it's, it's Mike all day. It, it's it's Mike, and people keep saying it's the six championships. And I say, yeah, that you know, that's that's there. Yeah. But but Michael Jordan was venomous. Gosh, man. Michael Gosh. Jordan was venomous. Once he hit the court, there were no friends. None. None. Um, and everything was about dominating the game and humiliating you in a process, slowing the game down to a pace where he could just control the game, either him or Scotty, you know? So there are so many different things in the, what, 12 to 14 years that Mike played, he did all of what LeBron is trying to do. Yeah. In a smaller, shorter period of time, about a few years or whatever you want to say, but um yeah, I think if you were to do a draft now and he and Mike was on the board, I, I'm picking Mike like right away. Mike, all day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because I'm not expecting him to be there on my second go round. No, exactly. He's gonna get picked up quick. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and growing up, so that was another thing, right? For us growing up in that '80s and '90s area era, this city was lit. Yeah, bro, this I mean, city was lit. Those are the times where I think that's the thing that I always cherish, man. And I, I even shared that my wife a few years ago, she got me uh, Mike, uh, his um, away jersey, the red joint. And I broke down crying. She didn't get it. She was just like, it's a jersey. Like, 
this grown man crown over jersey. But at that time, bro, when we were growing up, Mike was all we had in, in the hood. You know what I'm saying? He, he was he was that beacon of light for us because not every day was easy for us, you know what I'm saying, on the South Side. And then for me personally, it's just seeing what moms was going through, what family was going through, things like that. That was the outlet. That was that was the getaway from the day-to-day hell and chaos that we were going through. So it just gave you a sense of hope. And so being able to go to the Chicago Stadium and then going to the UC and seeing this man out there in these shiny shoes doing things that we wish we could do on crates in the backyard. Yes, sir. And bringing championships to the city where the city was still crazy then, but making the city actually look like Disney World in a sense back then it was something to just behold bro so it was like she gave me that jersey I was like you took me back to some childhood memories where I had that hope but specifically for that jersey I remember when he won a chip after his father passed and he just on the floor crying I was like man it's just something about you know what I'm saying what happened and how he how he captured that and how he just yeah. just he changed the city upside he turned the city upside down yeah. man so it definitely impacted me forever. if you didn't live in Chicago you had to be here man you got to uh yeah. during a playoff run in the summers of like the 90s the early and mid 90s the basketball courts would go dead empty that's it <laughs> I'm, I'm, if for the people that are listening i'm talking about empty yes sir <laughs> empty if anybody was outside he was probably a nerd and that was probably the best time of his life that he got a chance to play basketball because the rest of us was in somebody's backyard. We was, yes, in, we, was in, we was in front of somebody's TV. Exactly. In a basement somewhere, looking at NBC, looking at, we were in front of the TV, period. Everybody was glued to the tube to watch Mike play against the Lakers, the Suns, the Seattle Supersonics, the Cavaliers, the Pistons. We were glued to the TV. There weren't a lot of people outside. You want to talk about a man that kind of kept violence down? <laughs> Exactly. That was that was a man for the people right there. <laughs> I'm talking about keeping violence down, man. He kept he kept a lot of dice games from happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if any bets were made, it were made in somebody's backyard away from right. away from prying eyes because yep. we were in the house when that man played basketball. That was it, bro. That was it. Unless yeah. you was walking around with the big walking with the big joint on your shoulders, the radio. <laughs> Or you had your own yeah. small compact radio and you kept it outside with a speaker, you was yes, inside sir. watching the games. That was it. And when the Bulls won championships, Ooh, bro, <laughs> you want to talk about raiding this city. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about pilfering the city of Chicago. Everybody got everything, bro. Man, what? <laughs> what? I don't even know if some of the stuff I got was actually signed by Michael Jordan and Scotty Pittman, but I got it. <laughs> Still got it, to be honest. Still got it. Still got it. I don't know if these cards are actually signed by Michael Jordan. I have it, bro. Yes, sir. Man, listen, those are crazy times, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I know on the West Coast, they started the hydraulics and the cars bouncing up and down. But during those runs where, where the Bulls won championships, that was the first time I seen it in Chicago, hydraulics yeah. on cars. Yeah, because it, it was like, it was unheard of. Yeah. Like it was just a matter of just everybody was here in the city. Yeah. And so it was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is a circus. But every everybody was in the city, period. If you were not outside during the <laughs> early 90s or the <laughs> mid-90s when Michael Jordan was playing basketball, 
Man, shame on you. Right. <laughs> you missed it. You, you missed it. <laughs> you, you missed out on a lot. And I'm not, you know, I'm saying that because we were out here being wild and reckless. But even though craziness was happening, it was yeah. some of the funnest stuff ever because people were popping fireworks. Yep. People were barbecuing. Man, you that was some of the craziest times that you could see black people together, man, celebrating. Yep, exactly. And I mean, just from all walks, everybody on the block, like the whole block, wherever you went, it wasn't no fights. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was just, mm -hmm. just joyful, just happy. And it's like, there's one man and, and a few guys on the squad brought all these people to Grant Park to yes. party, to have a good time, to yes. enjoy each other. Nothing like it, bro. Yeah, no, nah, nothing like it. I remember, I can't, I think it was the, the, the first three peak when they completed the first three peak mm -hmm. and everybody was inside at one moment and then everybody <laughs> was just outside like just people outside. were people were barbecuing in their front yards yeah. the, 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 the park was filled with people and i'm talking about at night exactly <laughs> exactly i'm not talking about during the day i'm talking about at exactly. night sure. i remember it. my mother saying don't you go outside <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Mama, everybody is everybody. outside. And she was like, she said, look here, boy. If you go outside, don't you leave this block. And I said, Mama, I'm going to go across the street in the park. <laughs> or I'm going to be down the street. And she said, when I call down there, if you ain't down there, I'm coming outside to come looking for you. And I said, my mom will be somewhere in the neighborhood. I'm going to be somewhere in there. <laughs> I'll be around. Because I didn't, I didn't know what you, you didn't know. Like when they're winning like that, that yeah. was the first three P. You don't know where you're going to end up where in a situation. Going? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's like everybody was outside. Yes, the, sir. The, the, the girl I had been wanting to kiss from grammar school was outside. <laughs> what? Yep. You got to be out there. And, and she's willing to kiss you now. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> and give me a little feel. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I'm trying to, mama, I'm trying to grow up out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Those were fun times, bro. Um, and then he got to the second three-peat, right? Because he had stepped away from for a while and he decided I'm gonna come back and try this again. And then he repeated. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I think between that first three-peat and the second three-peat. The person I'm interviewing now, Pastor Jason Quentin uh, Johnson, probably had every pair of shoes <laughs> that Michael Jordan ever made, including the Jumpmans. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And he wore them with a crispy pair of Dickies <laughs> while we were at school. I said, Bro. man, this dude is clean, man. <laughs> It was. I think that was the thing, man. It was. It was the fashion for me for Mike. It's like seeing this cat. I mean, you can wear these shoes with tuxedos. You can wear these shoes with jeans. You can wear these shoes, whatever. But it's like for us, bro. It's like, all right, I gotta wear a uniform. All right, I'm gonna make sure I had this, this the smoothest uniform ever. The shoes ain't gonna match, but I'm, I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna have the flyest jays ever. And I think for me, man, it just set the tone because growing up, I was kind of at times I could be shy, but I was reckless at times. But for me, that was my speaking piece. That was that was my conversation starter. It's my shoes, and that was something that got the attention of the young ladies. Where it's just like, yo, you got the new Jays. Even the Jumpman joints, like you said, it's like, yo, I, I didn't sleep on none of them because it's like you can always do something with all of them. I took the craziest colors, the fourteens with the lime green shoestrings, and threw them shoestrings in there, and then throw it on with a lime green bubble coat. They're like, Are you serious? 
but it's like, dang, you fresh. this man, this man had the loudest bubble coats I ever seen in my life. You didn't know if it was green or yellow, man. I was like, come on, what are we doing, bro? You just got to do it, bro. And he was only one of the few black men I ever saw pull that out because I didn't see too many people doing that. He walked through the school and people just looked at him like, what is, what is he doing? Bro, I always wanted to be different, bro, because it was like, obviously it was either you wear red and black or you wearing blue and black. And yeah. Depending on the hood you in, you got you to take it off real quick. So I was like, where, where can I fit in and, and, and still be different? Where can I, when I, can I, where can I find my own fashion, my own, my own lane in a sense, because at times to some girls I'm lame, to some cats I'm, I'm, I'm corny, to some guys I'm a nerd. So it's like, I had to find my own way. And so it was either through fashion or me at this time, I, I knew how to draw. So I was able to draw and different things like that. And just try to find my own way and find my own pocket. But for me, bro, it was just like, just trying to find my own way to set my own tone. Yeah, I was I was looking at the neon coast and was like, who does this, man? <laughs> and and what and what no hate, and I would just be sit out because for those who don't know, I would either be sitting on his back left or or his or I would be sitting on his back right. Like every class we had, it's like, why they keep putting me like right directly in the sight of these coats, man? Bright colors, right? <laughs> like why why do they keep doing this doing this to me? And 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 it wasn't affecting me in a bad way. It was like maybe I can pull it off. <laughs> I never tried it because I already knew it was going to come with some trouble for me. You know, like you were a different type of guy. Like they didn't really bother you, but you know, I was, I was about, I was bound to get into some type of trouble. I was bound to get into some type of trouble, but yeah, but you were, you were big on, on, on being clean and, and, and being fashionable at the time. Um, uh, and I don't know if you did it or not, but I'm going to say, I think you cut school to get some of these shoes and everything. Cause a yeah, lot of, man. a lot of people did. <laughs> a lot of people did um exactly. I, I, you would look up they would be there for first or second period and all of a sudden they weren't there until fifth fifth period that's it bro i, I had to be there yeah. i'm 87 on the corner that, that football got still the other day over there on cottage grove yeah I, I had to be there and that joint opened at 10 o'clock all right well i got time to go before i go to miss smith class yeah let me run up here real quick throw these joints on i'll be back in time for lunch and, and just walk to the cafeteria and be there for lunch and the only the only thing that was that was kind of hurtful <laughs> and harmful. No, no, because it ain't funny. No, it ain't funny. Right. Like, like, let's let, let's be serious. We gotta be serious. We gotta be serious. We gotta be serious. All right, look, look, look. So there were people who actually got hurt over these shoes. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I never understood what was the whole point of cutting people face or or beating them up. Yeah. Over a pair of shoes. Like if you can't afford them. Why are you beating me up for something that you can't afford? Yeah, bro. And it got to a point where it was it was chaotic and it was crazy. Yeah. And, and it was fearful, bro, because it's like there's times where I mean being in that same store on cottage, luckily, I wasn't the one who somebody was out there waiting on to snatch the bag. And if you didn't get that bag up, bro, it was gonna be a problem. It's gonna be and a big problem. And it's not just a problem, like we fist fighting. It's like you said, I'm gonna cut you, I'm gonna let you know that I'm here to take your stuff. And it was sad. And it was like that put fear from me and my mom, because my mom, she was like, I know you want these shoes, but it ain't worth it. If somebody wants something off your feet, give them to them. And I was like, nah, man, I ain't taking my shoes. But it did get to a point, bro, where it's just a matter of just wanting to have that notoriety, wanting mm-hmm. to be seen, wanting to be, I guess, put in a class where it's like, yo, I got the hype shoes, whatever the case may be. 
it kind of changed a little bit for me. And that's to your point. That's when I started going with the, I'm going to get these jump mans instead of these 12s because people getting beat up for these joints and I can get them, but let me get these jump mans because ain't nobody getting jumped on for these joints. I right. to do something different with it, but it was scary times too, bro. Yeah, I wear the patent leather joints somewhere else, but while I'm at <laughs> school, I'm going to wear these jump mans. You exactly. Know what I mean? exactly. And, and, and for people don't really under, people who may listen who are younger may not understand that, but these shoes at the time, they're, they're more expensive now, but at the time, this city was big on gang culture. Yeah, man. So uh, we went to a school called CVS, which is now CVCA. I don't know if they changed it back, but Chicago yeah. Vocational High School. Yes, and sir. it was uh, in a, uh, uh, it was on the southeast side of Chicago, or the east side, however <laughs> you want to call it. It was in a neighborhood that was full of a group of gentlemen called Black Sun Rangers. And... Yes, some of them couldn't afford these shoes. Some of these guys couldn't afford these shoes. So if you just happen to have on a pair of red and black Jordans, they taking them joints. You were walking home in white and gray socks, because <laughs> or in white, and, yeah, uh, yeah, in the snow too. If they caught you, yeah, if they caught you, you know. So some of these guys were vicious like that, and and let's not just say some of them were just was vicious, but some of these dudes were just chumps because they really wasn't they wasn't tough unless they was in a crowd of guys. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm not just saying from that area. I'm just saying from the school in general. You know, some of these guys were just very tough in a, in a, in a group setting. Yeah, because um, because I had plenty of I had a I had plenty of fights where Coach Chambers allowed me to get my eyes off by myself. <laughs> and then you and, and salute to Coach Chambers. God bless him. May may God rest his soul. But I remember being able to get my eyes off, and Coach Chambers said, "If you want to fight him, just go ahead." And I said, are you serious? Right, <laughs> exactly. Coach Chambers was like, if y'all really got a problem, just go ahead and get it over with. I said, man, am I going to get suspended when I do this? <laughs> and he said, no. He said, y'all going to fight, get it over with, and then y'all go y'all separate ways, shake hands like gentlemen. And I said, I'm beating his ass. Exactly. But we ain't shaking hands. Exactly. <laughs> we ain't shaking hands, because if I see him after this, I might do it again. Yes, and, and then the dude started talking crazy, and the scuffle happens, right? So in the end, you know, justice prevails as you, as it <laughs> usually does. You know, yeah. I was always down for a good one-on-one. Yes, um, but it was all that jumping on people trying to prove that they, they was bad. Like, I, I just, I, I had no respect uh, uh, for that. No, bro. But yeah, one of the freshest dudes in the school was you. Um, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, for y'all don't know, like, we didn't know if these coats were neon yellow or neon green. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, and I think his coats may have messed up my eyesight, which is why I have to, which is why I do wear glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I think I'm partially blind in one eye because of this dude. I'm telling you, these coats were loud. Yeah, they were loud. But, but you was, but you was fresh though, bro. And you know, one of the cool things was about it was is is because. You wasn't really trying to be a part of any gang culture. You were really right. just trying to be away from that. But we knew there were people around you who were uh, official because yes, you uh, never really got into anything. <laughs> nah, dude. Ever. Nah. <laughs> he would walk, for those who don't understand, he would walk to uh, walk through the school and people go, yo, you straight, bro? He's like, yeah, I'm good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that would be the end of the conversation. That's it. That was it. And I think that's that's one thing that I love about my city, bro, is just being able to have that that respect 
and give that respect too. It, it wasn't anything that was just given, you know what I'm saying? You had to give it as well. And growing up, you know what I'm saying, on the South Side, it was just a matter you just know how to conduct and carry yourself. And some cats, as you know, they just, you know, blah, 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 mouth and stuff like that. Like, bro, it's, it's, a, it's a level of respect that you have to give to get it. And I appreciated that. I mean, my goal was to make sure I got home, even when I cut school, things like that, to make sure that my progress reports at least had some C's on it so mama won't bust me inside my head. Yeah. And so that's what mama wanted me to do, is go to school, do what you got to do, stay out of trouble. And and, and that's, that's that was my focus at that time. All right, cool. So, boom. You graduate from school because I didn't graduate. They had to give me my eyes at summer school. Um, that's a story for another day. I tell, I tell you, I tell you that once we get off here. But uh, it, it was, I mean, I'm not gonna say no teacher's name, but they made sure that I didn't. You know. Oh, I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a situation. I'm, we not gonna get into it. We not. We not gonna go all the way into it. But there was a there was a teacher. Who was who was aiming for me? Because yeah. for those who don't who aren't aware, I am pretty good. Well, not I am okay with Black history. Like there is history, and then there is half the story, the whole story, or some of the story. And sure. when we would take history class, I prefer to hear the truth over them sure. telling me that Black people came from slaves, and that's all Ooh. we were. And I was very big on letting people know that we were also there to help or invent the light bulb. Louis Latimer was there to do that. And they were trying to say that we didn't do that. And it was like, yes, we did actually do it. But they what they were trying to do was say that because we were a piece of property, we had no ownership of these inventions. Mm -hmm. And a certain teacher told me that there was no proof of that. And I brought proof. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so right now, what I'm trying to say is if you don't believe that I'm proud of being black and the people that I come from and these great inventors who invented the, the blood transfusion, the stoplight and the water, uh, the, the washer, the dryer and all these other things down to the water gun. All right. You are a fool if you don't think I love uh, black culture. All right. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't graduate. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Neither here nor there. That's fine. You know what I mean? Because I still research uh, history and I come across things still that I did not know about history. Um, yeah. So let's move on. Boom. We graduate. Wait, wait, wait. What made you choose ROTC? Because you had it in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I did it in high Because I never understood that. I was like, this dude come in here fresh with a pair of joints every day. And now he's talking about marching and stepping? <laughs> what made me do it, bro, is I knew that I lacked discipline. Regardless of you know what I'm saying, not getting in trouble, things like that. I still was a hard head. I still was a I still was a badass, you know what I'm saying, outside of class and outside of, you know what I'm saying, at, at the V at the house, you know what I'm saying? My mom's, you know what I'm saying, at the time was married to a cat who was just mad, disrespectful, didn't treat her like anything. And so I built hostility and I built an anger, you know what I'm saying, against the house. And a lot of that spilled out of the house. And so I tried to find an outlet outside of just shopping all the time. Because I'm sadly still shop today, but Outside of just we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Outside of that, I tried to find some type of outlet to where I can let that go and let that out. And if, if it wasn't me drawing something or tagging something in the bottom somewhere or spray painting something, it was like, okay, well, what can I go and, and yell or let it out or be frustrated? And it was the ROTC. And what I did there, bro, what I appreciated about it is it gave me a set a sense of discipline. To where it's just like, okay, this is what I want to do to make sure that I'm militant or 
I have an outlet to actually extinguish this anger that I had internally. And it took <laughs> one day I, I went to the crib, tried to come on, had messed my head up and went to the barbershop and had to cut me bald. And I'll never forget that day, bro. They talked about me like a dog walking through the hallways. It did nothing but fuel even more. Whereas I was like, okay, if this, if this architectural draft and stuff don't pan out, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find myself in the military somewhere. And, and that's what ended up happening after I graduated, went to uh, Chicago State for one semester, found out what tuition was really all about. I was like, mm-hmm. So let me find out how I can afford this and, and be able to do what I wanna do and join the Marine Corps, man. Okay. Haha. You were good at drafting, correct? Yeah, bro. I, I drew uh I came in second, second or third place in the city. I drew the shared aquarium. My father still has that uh drawing in his basement to this day. I just saw him when I went up to uh to the city uh in January and he pulled it out every time I come to the house. It's like my son did this. I loved drawing, bro, love drafting, but I wasn't disciplined enough to pay attention to what needed to be done, which is the mathematics portion of it. I was too busy chasing girls, and chasing shoes and acting stupid in class and didn't really put time into the art or the craft of what I had. So now my son, he's a junior in high school now. He's wanting to be an engineer. And I'm like, bro, focus, do what you got to do and go for it. Don't do it for me. Don't do no, I'm not trying to live through you. No, nope. this is genuinely what you want to do. Go after it. And yep. so if, if that's what you want to do, do it, do exactly. that do yep. that like focus yep. on that and that only exactly. for those who don't know he uh jay was really after these girls and his shoes uh <laughs> and it showed a lot um, yeah man and, the, and he doesn't look any older than how he did when we were in high school i'm all that's all i'm trying to say i don't know if he eats air and water i don't know what it what his diet consists of but he's been the same dude <laughs> this whole entire time i you know people tell me i look the same but this dude looks exactly <laughs> we, we ain't aging exactly, at all <laughs> exact exact i'm gonna keep saying it exactly <laughs> exactly the same yeah, <laughs> exactly the same same smile same everything he probably got one of them coats somewhere still Bro, around i promised listen Upstairs in my closet, I got my um <laughs> the Indians, the yellow one, the yeah. yellow baseball jacket. I still got that joint. The one that me and April Anderson had, just alike. We the only fools who had that yellow joint. I still got it upstairs in my closet right now. And April Anderson was lighter than both of us. Yes, she was bright. <laughs> yes, she was. She was just as bright as this man's coats. <laughs> Dead serious, like she was yes, bright, sir. man. Yeah. yeah yeah. Do you remember the Helly Hansen coats and all that that people was sure. rocking? Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to find one of those joints too, you know. If I find one, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna break it back out because the, the fashion from that 80s and 90s era was 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 cold-blooded, bro. Yeah, bro. It was untouchable, man. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 the, the Averexes and all that stuff, man. That that was a crazy era. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so boom, you Chicago State you see that the, 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 the tuition is too much and then you go into the Marines. Did yes, you sir. consider going back into architectural drafting or did you just say, all right, I'm going to scrap that? I did. But when I got in the Marines, I was still hot in the ass and just immediately started having babies. And <laughs> before I knew it, it was like, you join is four years in and you have two young girls and, and you're at Baba now. And so it was, for me, 
it was a matter of, okay, what's, what's the next move? And coming out of the Marine Corps, I did four years was in Kemper Jr., North Carolina, got married at 19, and I learned quickly that I was still a child. I thought that I was a grown man and, and definitely was not that. and <laughs> just mm. had to learn the hard way uh, going through that uh, in my first marriage. And, and that just lends to know right there when he's saying that, just where that went. It's just a matter of just not having that maturity uh, and, and having that, that mindset and focus to go back and do what it is I was supposed to do, which is to finish up architectural drafting. So I went in there, got my GI Bill, did everything honorable, did a phenomenal job in the Marine Corps, but saw what war really was about. And I was like, I'm not about that life. I'd rather go back out here and hang with the moles. Outside before I go over here and mess with the Taliban because they ain't they they about that life for real. But for me, it was a sense of wanting to be the best father that I could be uh, for my little girls. And so after that four years, that was it for me. Got out honorably and uh, definitely it, it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me, bro. Okay, so this is what someone told me. I don't know because I don't have kids. I was told that when a man gets, when he has a, a girl, that that's God's way or the universe's way of showing him what love really is. Bro, it's nothing like it, man. It's nothing like it. It's like my, my two, my, now I, today I have five total, uh, three girls, two boys. Okay. But it's, it's something about them girls, bro, whereas it's just a matter of just, you now look and say, okay, I have an ability to make sure that this young lady sees what she deserves and i want to be the shining example of what a man should be like in her life and just like i alluded to earlier seeing what my moms went through things like that i was like i'll never be that man but sadly as as it happened in my first marriage i did become that man i was Mm. ignorant arguing fighting screaming cussing each other out disrespectful things like that and i had to learn you know what i'm saying whereas it's a matter of you got to find a way and a sense in your life where you're going to break that curse. You're going to break that, you know what I'm saying? That, that mantra of what you've been growing up around. And so me leaving the Marine Corps, I was in North Carolina, moved to Florida, tried to come back to Chicago for a year. And I was just like, I mean, I love my city, but at that time you could raise a dog on the South side. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got little ones. I want them ducking and dodging out here in the streets like I was when I was growing up. So I, I moved. By the time we moved back to Florida, uh, we were getting up to three kids. I had my first son mm. and Jason uh, the third. And it's just a matter of like, yo, I want what's best for them. So I moved down here to Florida and it, it, it just continued to grow. And, and before I knew it, bro, like I said, like my two girls now, they're both in HBCUs, uh, 21 and, and 19. One is in Bethune Cookman, the other's in Savannah State. Jason, he's a junior in high school. Uh, and my two little ones that I have now in my current marriage, uh, Olivia and Sir David, they're first grade and in a kind of pre-K over here in our Lake Northern Florida, man. It's just time just flies so quickly, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are they ever, have you been able to game the young ladies up to make sure that they know what, what, what to deal with and expect as far as oh, yeah. ad- adulthood and dealing with men and, and, and Most discernment? Yeah, man, most definitely. My, my my oldest, one of my oldest daughters, Janelle. I've yet she's been with this young guy for about almost a year now. I've yet to meet him because they both are terrified to bring him to the house. And I say, well, if this guy means something to you, if if he and ironically he's in the Marine Corps as well. And I said, if he means something to you, if he means that much to you, to lose your virginity to him, to say that you love him, to be around him and entertain your time, I need to make sure that. He's measuring up to what I expect. 
and he's measuring up to what I would want for you as well. You're going to make your own decisions in this life, but I want to make sure this young man understands just how important you are to me. And I'm yet to have the conversation with him because every time he's in town, they're too scared to bring him over. He tried to call uh, on the phone. I was like, I, I'm not respecting that, bro. I no, I need to face. see you. <clears throat> That's going to happen. So. We need to have the eye contact. And not just because the love part is cool, but she needs to understand that if she respects him and he respects her, that's it. then he will definitely show up so that you all can have a conversation and get to know one another because that's all that's it. it is. I need to know what type of guy you are. That's it. Exactly. Who is Who am I about to trust with my girl, with my that's daughter? It. That's right. And, and do I respect you enough to, to hold that mantra of being the, the, the person that's going to protect my daughter when she's not here, because yeah. that's, that's also a part of that. Now the yeah. love men for me, I go off of respect first, but um, mm-hmm. I understand the love portion of it, but if he respects her and you enough, then he has to show up. And, and that's where he's losing points day by mm-hmm. day. Whereas it's a matter of you saying that you love my daughter at some point, you're like, listen, forget the fear. I want to show and prove to this man, your father that I love you and I'm willing to go and not, and I'm not trying to humiliate you or anything like that. I want to just have a heart to heart and just see, let you know like what it is about my daughter. Like that's my baby. And Absolutely. I, you know, I am with that and why I stand on that. And right now you're not doing that. No. And you're losing points daily. And, and, and for him to be in the Marine Corps also is not helping it's, him at yeah, all. It's because. that honor, courage, commitment. And, and I'm not seeing any of those traits right now. So yikes to the young man. If you hear this, bro, <laughs> you're losing sir <laughs> you're losing yes, and 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 every day every week that goes by you, you're not you're not helping your case your stock just lowers and lowers and it deteriorates <laughs> and then jason's gonna send a couple guys that i know and then my cousin's gonna show right. up you know I'm a guard, bro. And when my cousins show up, you do not want to see this mama <laughs> get there. Oh man, <laughs> quietly, right? Do it quietly, cause focus. Just, just go get them. Just the focus that you just showed. Just go get them. I ain't saying do nothing to them. Just bring them back. Just bring them back. Just bring them back. I ain't saying you got to break everything in them, but just make sure he gets back over here. We just need to talk to him. He needs to be alive. That's it. It needs to be coherent, right. you know. So, yeah, uh, young man, get it together. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing difficult. It's a conversation. I know you may be you may be fearful, but maybe this young man doesn't have a father figure in his life, so he doesn't know how to do yeah. that. But young man is just a conversation. If you love her that much, but if you also respect her and you respect her father, who is the who has a very big say in her life, you should show up and make sure that you have that conversation. Because you may it. also inherit a father figure and someone who can help you out in life. And that is what you really want. That's right, bro. That's yes, it. sir. Yes, sir. So now we move on to you having two children in a new marriage, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Married just right. celebrated this past weekend, six years, me and my wife. Uh, amazing uh, relationship, bro. And like I said, alluded to my first marriage, a lot of immaturity. Didn't get a chance to really grow and and have that, I guess, that adult life. Uh, we got married at 19, was married for 12 years, and just went through just calamity of just clashing. Both were in the ring. She was a Marine as well, so both just bumping heads night and day. Uh, but what I did want is I didn't want that chaos to continue on for our children. 
Mm-hmm. And so we made the mature decision to say, okay, let's just let's go our separate ways and let's do what's best, but just still make sure we have an intellectual relationship for our children and mm-hmm. show them what it is to still co-parent cohesively. And we've done a phenomenal job with that, bro. We're better off as friends now. She's now remarried. We have a great relationship with her and her current husband. She has a great relationship with my wife. So to, for the children to see that, bro, it, it earned and, and showed them that not only can people do this, but Black people can do this. It don't yes. have to be baby mama drama. It don't have to be chaos. It don't have to be something crazy going on. It's a matter of holidays. We together. Healthy relationships. Bro, you know what I'm saying? It's possible. You know what I'm saying? So if I can give that to anybody, it's it's doable. I, I Absolutely. Calamity at that time when I was pastoring a ministry and folks was pissed. Family members turned it back home and everything. Like, how are you going to be a pastor and you get divorced? And I, and I say, y'all don't, y'all don't live in the house that I live in. I, yeah. I'm not going to continue to live in a, an environment where we are smiling at the pulpit, but it, on the way to church, we cussing each other out. Yeah. I'm talking about on the way to church. Motherfucker, blah, blah, like... <laughs> On the way to church, bro, and it's like that's 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 chaotic. I can, we can't continue to do that. So what I learned also is in my relationship, you know, I mean, with my wife is having that time to just be boyfriend, girlfriend, and friends, mm-hmm. and, and listen and understand. And not saying everything is is roses and peaches today. It's a matter of just learning. Mm-hmm. You get to a place in your life, bro, where you just want to have peace. You just want to be happy, and that's what we deserved. And I think that's what my babies deserve. And we have that. Me and me and my babe, man, she's a phenomenal woman. And what she does, creative, genius. If I turn this camera around, you'll see everything she's creating here now. It's just always, every time I turn around, she's just decorating something. She has an interior decor design uh, degree and just doing phenomenal things, have her own business, things like that. But what we always excel in is making sure that we are the best parents that we can be for our children because we want these young kings and queens to know who they are in this environment and deserve, especially in this time, bro. So that's one thing. If I don't do nothing else right in this world, in this world, bro, I, I can I, I go to hell happily knowing that I was the best damn father mm-hmm. that I was while I was walking the face of this earth. Mm-hmm. You just spoke on something, having peace at this point in life. Yeah, uh, I don't think people people really understand <clears throat> how much my peace really means to me now, bro. And this is before my mom my mom passed. Yeah, I think over the last five to seven years, me wanting to wanting to have peace has mm-hmm. been the primary thing. And I, you you read a lot of books and you read this and you read that and you're hearing all these different stories and everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I learned that uh, I forgot what the saying is, but in order for, to have peace, you must be prepared for war. Yeah, bro. And I've reached that point where it's like, I don't need a bunch of people around me to be my friends. I just just need to go after my goals and I need to be able to come home and there's nothing but peace in the house. That's it, bro. That's it. (laughs) Like, that's it. Like if, if we are at odds and you are upset at me about something that I did, I'll apologize for it and we can move on or we don't even have to talk to each other no more. However you want to do it, let's do it. But at this point, excuse me, I don't want no headaches over it. Yeah, man. I don't want nobody yelling at me because I know where they're yelling. I know where the yelling is heading. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to get really bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I don't want my bones to ache and have to go through that type of stuff. Just, just so I prove to a point. I prove, yeah. prove my point to you. Exactly. I want to be able to come home and enjoy my life and live in peace. 
That's it. And, and keep that balance. And I think some people don't get that because they they want to see me or they want to see the side. I just think it's their own vision of the, their own self where they want to see, they want to argue with a person back and forth. And disagreements are okay. We don't have to hate each other through a disagreement. We can disagree and keep on going. Or for me, myself, I can listen to you, take in the information, disseminate what I'm hearing for myself and say, all right, I got you. Yep. Exactly. And not even argue about not it. Not argue it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and someone told me that's not what an alpha male does. I said, you don't even know what an alpha yeah, male does. No idea. <laughs> that, that's neither here nor there. Like they come right. in different shapes, sizes and, and attitudes. Like there's right. no certain terms that you can tell what an alpha male is. <laughs> exactly. That's just like telling me, oh, that's a killer right there. I know a killer when you see one. Are you a killer though? Are you a killer? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because I know some people, man, and I sit with them, right? Yes, sir. And yep. I know they have it when they're eating. Yep. They do certain things when they eat. That's right. I pay attention right. to them. <laughs> and I sit there and I watch them. I'm like, cuz, why do you be doing that? Right. Yeah, doing what? It's like, oh, and man, they don't I even know do doing it. No. Yeah. And then you watch the other one. You go, why, why are you over here doing it? Yep. <laughs> oh, Okay. I know some yeah. people. I know some people that have been in the army. I know some people, man. So yes, when sir. people tell me about killers and all this, gangsters never want you to know that they're gangsters. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> exactly. You do not see any real gangsters walking around going, "I'm a gangster." Nah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a gangster. Gangsters move in silence. In, in silence and in violence. Hey, I yes, killed sir. six people last week. <laughs> I killed yes, six sir. people last week. You don't see nobody doing that. Nah. So how are you gonna tell me what an alpha male is? If you know what an alpha male is, they should not. People should naturally be attracted to you because of that. But the fact that you have to mention that and say it, or you have to call somebody else a beta or something like that, that yeah. really shows where you are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I, I never understood this. So like, when do we start naming and categorizing everything to let people know what 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 we are? Understand? Yeah, bro. My yeah. man, Jason, you're you're an alpha. I don't ever see you going. <laughs> 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 nope. Shit, that, that, that's, that's crazy that people think that way. It is. It's, it's just insane. It's like it's, it's my piece is too valuable. Right my now, piece man. is very valuable. It's just a matter of when, when we come home. It's like like you said, bro. We won't have disagreements. We we don't have to agree on everything. But I, I remember Dion Cole. He said this in, in one of his comedy uh, shows a few months ago. He was like, "I only have so many summers left." And I'm not going to waste them on stupid shit. Yes. And, and even as simple as that, where it's like, oh, you're a pastor, you're cussing. I'm not wasting my time on stupid shit. I, I don't have that type of time. It's, it's a matter of these days and these summers that I have left, I'm creating memories. I'm making memories. I want to enjoy them. I want to, I'm, I'm not going to tiptoe on eggshells because I, I said a curse word. Now I got to go back and repent all over again. I, I, I don't have time for that. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know whose I am as well. And as a matter of, nobody takes time to look at the scripture where Jesus, told, he told the whole church up. He's like, y'all not going to do this in my father's house. This is, this is y'all making this house as a house of dinner of thieves. I'm, you're not going to do that. So as a matter of, if my big brother can turn over a table too and get upset, me too. But I'm not going to waste my time on silly stuff because my peace is too valuable. It, it really is. It really is. We got 30 summers left. We ain't out here trying to mess around with y'all, man. Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I got 30 summers left. Listen, if you want to argue about little bitty stuff that don't really yeah. matter to me, you go ahead and you have you that. Right you, yep. you can have that because I, yeah. I, I, I dare you to argue with the guy that was uh, me 10 years ago. See how far you get. <laughs>
<laughs> exactly. See, see how far you get. Be an argument. It's uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if you survive that. Let's see right. if you remember how you got to the hospital. Right. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you, bro. People, People don't, don't get know. that. You you're not necessarily dealing with a person that's just peaceful. They just want peace because they've been through a, enough storms bro. that that require peace. It requires <laughs> calm. Yeah, man. It's it's like it's kind of like you said earlier, but we were dealing with just growing up on the south side, bro. Like we dealt with so much chaos then. We 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 yearn. We we deserve this peace right now in life. We mm-hmm. deserve this this quiet time. Whereas brothers can sit down and have a conversation and just and share like minds and, and it ain't gotta be oh listen, I'm mad. Bro, it's 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 too much, bro. For for those who don't get it, if if you grew up in a community where uh, gang culture was prevalent, man. <laughs> um, if you grew up in a community where you had to leave one neighborhood to go to another neighborhood to Dude. play basketball to go see your girlfriend or just to go to school, you will understand that it gets very chaotic in these places. And and when you leave your home, you know, you're getting on a bus, you got to tuck in your chain. You got to make sure you you put your, you put your money in 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 your right pocket or whatever it is to make sure that don't nobody take your cash. I ain't going to tell where I used to put because, you know, there are people out there who steal or rob you. Yeah. 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 And they might be listening. I can't, I ain't giving them the tricks of the trade, Mm -mm. but I know, but I, 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 you get on the bus and you want to go see a girl on the other side of the city. Well, you got to not only pray over yourself, but you got to be ready while you on the bus because you don't know who you're going to run into on the bus. Nope, exactly. You got to change up the way that you go home. You got to, you can't go to walk the same street every day. No, nope. you got you to change up everything. It's just a matter of just living like that and just having that mindset, bro. It's just knowing when the when knowing when to cross the street. Bro, you see him coming. You, you, gotta, know. <laughs> you gotta know. Let me go ahead and make across the street, bro. You gotta know not to make eye contact. It ain't yeah. gonna be no. You got and sadly, you gotta know. I can't speak to this person. I can't say, "Hey, how you doing?" Because it's gonna be like, "Well, you don't know me." Because it's, it's just different. It's just a way of life, bro. You gotta know what time to go to Leon's. What time not to go to Harold's. What time to go and get the donuts off of off Michigan. You gotta. It's just all of that. Know it. All of that. It's traumatic, <laughs> man. Bro. <laughs> What's wrong with these people, bro? Yes, sir. Do, do you know that sometimes you walking down the street with your hands in your pocket? Not because you, you know, that's the way you walk, but you ready for something. Like, man, as soon as he walk up, it's, 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 it's me, 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 pink up, pink up, pink up, pink up, pink up. You got to go right into it, man. You know, yes, it, it, it was crazy. But but at this point in life, we we want peace. And for you having 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 kids at a young age and going through a marriage that didn't work out, not being mature enough to understand that, needing help and not knowing how to get the uh, correct help during those times. At this point in life, you just want peace, man. You don't want to be arguing over things that are so frivolous that they don't really matter. I care more about my relationships and fellowships with with people who are my friends and family than I care about anything else. Promise you, bro. That's all. That's all it's about, man. I make a decent living. I'm 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 going after more. Yeah. But if my if my way of living is causing me anxiety and pain when I get home, I will let it go. I let it go. I will let it go because I understand now at at an advanced age and and having wisdom what actually means more to me than anything else. Yes, sir. And the other part is is if I feel like I'm getting stressed out, there's there's this guy inside that lives in his shadow. <laughs> yeah. 
he stays in the shower. He talks to me every day I wake up. Yep. He always lets me know, you may have to let me out today. Yep. Uh, I need to make my face to be seen. <laughs> I'm just letting you know I'm still here, just in yeah, case yeah. you need me. <laughs> you ain't got to let me out. Right. I'm just, I, but I'm, I'm moving around. I'm here. Yep. So, yep. so for those who, for those who do subscribe to peace, and for those who do want peace, man, you have to start on the inside. Find out the things that are bothering you. Find out the things that aren't okay. Yeah. Right. Find the things that do trigger you, mm-hmm. and work on that stuff. That's right. Um, as we, as as older, older, older men, older black men. You know, there are a lot of things that we go through in our community that bothers that we don't talk about, that we should see, seek help for. Or we should talk to our best friend or someone that can help us out. We'll go oh, see yeah. our pastor or something. And we don't. And we harbor these things and we, we, we aren't able to heal over them. So there are a lot of traumatic things that we go through in these neighborhoods and, and, and we have to deal with them. And a lot of times we don't let them out. Sometimes we just joke about them like this. And this is where our way of getting, getting out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but but for you getting into that second marriage and then being able to advance and, and still being able to understand growing into understanding, not being able to, but yeah. growing into understanding, understanding with your second life and, and having people say things about your marriage. Oh, you, you're not a real pastor if you got to go through a second marriage. Well, maybe that was part of his plan because he was immature in the first one. And when you're immature, sometimes you have to start over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think that was the thing, bro. I, I had to get out of place. And I didn't realize I was there at that place, bro, was I was a people pleaser. And I was always just trying to make sure that people were happy with what I was doing for a long time in my life, bro. Me and my father, my father, he's a pastor, and we have a great relationship now. But I've always tried to measure up to be him or to be like him. My father, he was a district manager of Walgreens. So my first job naturally was Walgreens on 87th and Cottage. I always wanted to be my dad. But it got to a place where it was a matter of just because we share the same name and the sheer blood, the same blood, I'm, I'm not the same cat. I'm not the same guy. I'm going to have my own story to tell, just like he has his own story to tell. And being and stepping into ministry and things like that, it had nothing to do with him. It truly was God telling me that I need you to go about this the right way and just be honest with people and tell them the truth and lose all the dials and the shouts and everything and talk about what's really critical, which is just to have a relationship as opposed to a religion. And so being able to do that and still see that people still in the church saying, that, oh, well, you lost my marriage. How are you going to talk to me about my marriage? How are you going to counsel me through my situation? Things like that. And just seeing how selfish people can be and not really take time to say, yo, I'm going through something right now. Who's praying for me? Mm-hmm. I'm going through some a traumatic part of my life right now, yet y'all are still screaming and yelling about where I am and what I should be doing. And you got me on this pedestal where it's just like, I'm just a man just like you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going through my own things. And it, and what I think the thing about it what was so shocking is that they didn't know if even being up there every Sunday, helping them and encouraging them and praying over them. And then all of a sudden it's like, yo, this is not happening. And this is what, this is what it is now, as far as having a divorce, nobody could really digest it because they were like, well, what will happen? It, it's none of your business. It, it has nothing to do with you. But I think the thing about it, man, is just the relationship that I have with God, bro. It's just a matter of, I just want young people to just know that they have, hope they have an opportunity i'm not perfect by any means never every day is a, is a blessing it's grace that's extended to us but it's just a matter of man like you said growing into that that understanding and growing into the maturity is still a process every day bro absolutely absolutely when did you decide that you wanted to be involved in the ministry 
I grew up on uh, admission of faith over on 113th and Prairie. Uh, Dr. Gibson was my pastor over there and grew up Baptist and used to go to this uh, Bible study on Friday nights where Tony Myers was our uh, youth director. And all through high school, bro, every Friday night, she would have like taco salad or she'd have like a movie or something. She was just trying to get us off the streets. And, you know, going over there in Roseland is, is, is a challenge as is. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get to the church. But for me, bro, I was always involved somehow. And what I learned from Tony is she taught me how to actually have a voice. Because like I said, I used to draw. I used to write. I could write poetry, things like that. I was this quiet kid. All I had was just J's and Cokes. And that was my, my, my voice. <laughs> so being able to learn how to actually speak and talk and, and have a voice for myself and, and get passionate about it. And then add a little Jesus on top of it. It was like, wow, this this is pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just a matter of just coming up on the south side, bro, and just seeing how we made it and still making it. It was like, it ain't got nothing. It's, it's got to be a God out there that's, that's taking care of me and that's looking over me and making sure that I'm straight and making sure that I'm living and I'm making it. And I just wanted young people to be able to see that there are other opportunities, there are other options out there for them. So seeing the kids, you know, we, we grew up with some of the cats that we grew up with, they ain't here no more because of the decisions that they made. So I was like, there has to be a better way, man, to show these kids and show these young men and young women that you can do something different with your life. And that's just what I want to do is just be able to just to reach out to young people. And for me, I was just sick of tradition. I was sick of you got to look a certain way. You got to wear this suit. You got your shirt too short. You ain't this. And and I just I, I just wanted to just break that mold of what church looked like. And I was like, God, if that's what you want me to do, if that's how you're going to use me to just influence young people, then do that. And he's done that. Uh, he's done that over the past few years, man. And it's just been a phenomenal ride as far as just being able to just be able to relate to people and just be able to tell them the truth about who they are and encouraging them. And I just think it's something that I have no control over. It's just a matter of it just uses me to be able to do that every day uh, on different platforms to just reach out to young folks, man. How long have you been in the ministry? <clears throat> was licensed at the age of 19 bro and i really? and yeah i was licensed at the age of 19 the first year i went to the marine corps i came back home and got licensed as a minister so from then on I, i've always been in ministry some form when i was in the marines i used to have bible study in my uh barracks and then after i got out of the marine corps i was doing bible study over the phone and then having a church over in uh orlando florida and now doing it online things like that so i've always had some part of play uh in ministry in my life uh, and it may have not been consistently throughout all the time, but it's been consistently as far as being able to deliver the message and some type of hope to youth and everywhere I get a chance to be on any platform, bro. Okay. Um, did you have to shut down your church completely during COVID? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. During COVID. And then now it's just being online. And I think uh, it's a blessing as well as a curse at times where it's just like, man, it sucks down at the brick and mortar. But at the end of the day, now being able to reach even more people, being able to reach people that you'll never lay eyes on okay. physically. And I think it's been a bigger outlet. It's been a blessing to be able to have folks that I had a young lady who was reaching out to me from Texas the other day. It was like, yo, I look at your stuff every day, your, your little excerpts of what you do every day. I try to do just like an encouraging word of the day or real of the day or something like that. And you don't realize how it reaches. I think mm-hmm. that was the one thing that I learned uh, in learning now where it was just a matter of being able to take the gospel through the nations is, is is possible and it's and sadly it took that to happen for people to for the world to literally stop but it, it was necessary and so now is an opportunity to be able to just go out there and just share with everybody bro do you think you'll ever go back to brick and mortar 
that's something I struggle with, bro. And it's, and it's mm. just very transparent with you, bro. That's something I struggle with because it's still a sense of it, that's it's definitely the forgiveness is there, but it's still a sense of hurt because people don't realize, you know what I'm saying? Hurt people hurt people, and then church people hurt people. And I think that's one thing where going through what I went through in my life and being you know, there for people. And, and people don't realize, you know what I'm saying, for preachers and pastors and stuff like that, man. When you tell a pastor something or you tell a preacher something, they don't just go to bed with that and they real about it. They praying over that thing. They 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 tearing all night with that. They take that into their own home, into their own bosom. There. And it, it becomes a part it of you. It becomes a part of you, bro. And, yeah. and I, let me say this, because I grew up in a church home. Yep. Uh, my mother came up under... Uh, Reverend Dr. Mother Consuela York, all right? I came up under her son. Mm -hmm. I, I used to be around her son a lot for, for like three or four years, I think. Yeah. And the amount of stuff he had to take on and deal with. Bro. I understand the frustration at times. And I'm not saying he did this a lot, yeah. but when he would just get frustrated, he would just say certain things. Yeah. And he would just he would pop sometime. I'll go. Oh, I get it. Yep. I get it. Yeah. Yep. I get it. Because I had an understanding yeah, man. that this man was taking on the responsibility of the whole flock. Yeah, man. He had to take on the good, the bad, and ugly. He had to pray for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yep. sometimes he had to have resolution for the good, the bad, and ugly. So I totally understand. Yeah, bro. And and, and it. I don't know if it ever takes the joy out of what what you guys do but i know there's some struggle with it oh yeah yeah i know there's some struggle because i watch them sometimes go like man sometimes and he so he told me this, he said man sometimes i should just let you slap these people and i bust up laughing one day he's like he's like, he's like i'm really considering he's like matt i'm really considering just letting you haul off yeah and i was like oh really so tell me about this <laughs> Give me more information on this situation that you're talking about. <laughs> and he said, sometimes people can be so selfish and nasty about their approach to wanting things done that that they can't take a no. Yeah. Or, or they they're upset that you can't resolve the issue for them right away when it's not necessarily your issue. You just here right. to help them and pray for them sometimes because sometimes there ain't nothing else for, for you to do. That's it, bro. That's it. And I think that's the thing, bro, is like for for years, man, it's, it's a matter of you, you get, unfortunately, you get used, you know what I'm saying? Folks coming to you, oh, my life's about to get turned off. And you you do, you go out there and you, you put yourself out there and you put your own money out your own homes, you know what I'm saying, to help people and things like that. And then it's like the one time that you need somebody there to be there for you, they're not. They're, they're too busy talking trash about you, things like that. But then it's like, even saying all this, I have to take a step back and be like, all right, it ain't about me. God, what you want me to do? How you want me to handle this? Where you want me to go next? Yeah. And still being able to have to push out the word and be hopeful and, and smile. But it's those days, bro. It's those days that, I mean, preachers ain't always smiling. Preachers mm -hmm. ain't always, you know what I'm saying, bumping Kirk Franklin all day. It's it's, it's, it's some Tupac days, bro. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's some days, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. It's, it's some hit them up days. Oh, yeah, because like, I, I watched them. I was, I was with them. I was with him. We were listen, me and this man, God, God rest his soul, John York. This man had me ride to Indiana with him one time. And then from Indiana, I think we went to Michigan, right? And it wasn't just no church music that was playing. 
It wasn't just church music that was playing. Yeah, like we in the car, we in the truck. All right. And, and we riding. He was like, is there anything you want to listen to? <laughs> I was like, you don't want to hear what I want to listen to. Right. And, and let me say this before we, because on our way, someone said some really funky stuff to him and me. Wow. And one of the biggest things he had been working on with me was my temper. He was like, mm-hmm. man, he's, he would always quote the scripture about being slow to anger. Yeah, bro. He's like, you should always be slow to anger. He says, you should never let people get you upset. He said, because if they can get you upset and angry, they control. They're in control now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I pop off. I slap everybody's mama. Ah, Buster Rhymes. You know, like, I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm hot. You know, he's like, dude, you can't, you can't. He's like, you can't. Woo-ha, I'm ready to go. Right. So he like, he's like, no. And he's like, that ain't how it work. He said, yeah. if you're always able to get upset at at the drop of a dime you're not in control Mm. he said even if you are ready to do something about the situation you're still not in control because they have got you to the point where they're able to control how you react to everything yeah that's right just so happened this one day this person got both of us hot he got both (laughs) of us hot and i'm in the car i'm not saying nothing i'm in the (laughs) truck i'm not saying nothing he's like you want to stop and get something to eat it's like, I don't care, man. Yeah. We go get some food, sit down, we're eating. He's like, how you feeling? It's like, I'm good, man. You know, short answer. You know how a guy yeah. get, how men yeah. get when they, I, I want some action. Exactly. I want some action. I, I really want some action right now. Right. So when we started driving out, he was like, let me tell you something. He said, I'm angry too. He said, but I've been dealing with these Negroes for so long that I know what to expect of them. Wow. He said, you can't sink to the level of everybody else he said you have to deal with people where they are but stay above them he said because when you drop down they're winning now that's right they got you at a level where they know how to operate and that's not where you operate anymore right he said once you start operating on their level that's when they start winning that's when they start they're able to say things and do things that you're not capable of doing you can you probably can do it he said but in my position i can't do that i can't get dirty like that yeah he said, do I want you to do something about it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He said, I got that at my beck and call. Yeah. But it's not about that. He said, we have to be the examples of what is right, not what's yeah. wrong. Yeah, bro. That's he true. said, because if every time something goes wrong and I, and I look at you and I nod at you and you go off, yeah. people going to think that's the constant and that's not the yeah. way it goes. And he said, that's not what God, he said, that's not what my God teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. Yeah. That's true. Bro. I was like, man, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. I was like, right. niggas, it's not just going to be disrespecting us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wherever we go, they just not going to keep doing that. Pimp. He was like, I get it. So while we were riding, he's like, is there something you would like to listen to? <laughs> and I said, I tell you what, I'm going to throw on this urban legend. This is a guy mm-hmm. called T.I. I'm going to throw it on. It's a track called ASAP. <laughs> And we're going to listen to this until we both feel better. Yes, sir. <laughs> and by the end of the, by the end of this ride, I think he liked the, uh, I think he liked you. That's it. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I get it, man. Being, being a pastor and being in the ministry, man, it's a very hard job, man. Yeah, bro. It's a very hard job. I watched, I watched this man toil. I watched this man pray for people that wasn't praying, well, that would say they were praying for him. Yeah. And, and, and had so many bad things to say about him. 
I, I, I watched him try his best to deal with deal with these situations, you know, and, and, and it's a very hard job. So I understand, you know, um, being able to do it from home is a blessing and, and, and the, the age of the internet has allowed us to do so many different things to communicate with people and reach out to the world. So I understand that, but, um, I, I wish you the best. I hope that it continues to grow still and that, and that you move forward and further than, than you've ever gone. I appreciate that, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. So let's get to it, man. Yes, sir. You are constantly posting about these shoes, bro. <laughs> I think you got a I think you got a new pair of shoes every three days, man. How many pairs of shoes do you own, bro? Jordans, just alone, Jordans. I think I'm only at about one, maybe 120, one, 130, something like that. Not not too bad. Not too bad. Right. <laughs> not too bad. Okay. Not, not too- <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about one. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying not to be compared to other sneakerheads and closets that I've seen. It's it's ridiculous. My wife is like, if we get one more box at this door, it's gonna be a problem. But <laughs> you'll be getting one in like another three to five days. Right. Uh, just just be ready. Yeah. Just be. So what is it? What makes you keep the the fetish for the shoes going? You know what it is, bro. And it's it's like I'm I'm going through right now writing uh, a second book and I'm wrapping this thing up. What I'm realizing, bro, is it goes back to, like you said, in, even in high school, when me and my mom was growing up on the South Side, a lot of times we got put out. And, I, had to, and I, I would come to the house, cats would be walking down the street with my shoes on. Wow. Food with my shoes on. And so from that point, I was like, bro, when I get old enough, I'm going to get every shoe that I've lost, and I'm never going to ever experience and feel this again. And I think, sadly, that's still a piece of childhood in me somewhere that's still like, yo, I'm still trying to accumulate what I lost. I'm still trying to get back what I lost. And it's like an unfounded satisfaction. And I think the thing about it is even having them now and getting them is like, yeah, it's cool. But then I'll sell them or I'll flip them or I'll give them to somebody who actually needs them. Like, yo, you need that shoes. Oh, you can have these joints. Because it's like, I, I, I don't want to store up things as the Bible say and the moth and rust and everything. I, I hear that all the time. It's like, you know, it ain't that God. I ain't worshiping anything. But I just enjoy being able to just say, yo, these shoes mean something to me because of what he did in them. So I have a certain selection of shoes. It's like, yo, these are shoes that Mike wore, so I'm going to collect these joints and I'm yeah. going to hold on to them. But it's just always like, man. I, that nostalgia. That nostalgia yeah, of having them. Yeah. Just, I mean, just being able to have them. Yeah, because and let me say this. I had a lot of mics, man. Yes, sir. And every time you posted one, I was like, hey, I got this one. Did you get this one? <laughs> And if you did, if you didn't have it, you like, oh no, 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 I gotta go get that. And I was like, damn, yeah, okay, cool. Worry. And I remember I posted one, I forgot what they were. You was like, ain't no way that's a real <laughs> shit. I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's serious. It's yeah, serious. Sir. And I look up a couple of days later, I said, this punk though. Yeah, bro. I said, this dude, I was like, so he really is a head out here, yeah, man. Bro, it's, it's a problem, bro. But, so it got it got too serious for me at one point. I was like, well, and it got to the point where the closet that I had was just that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I don't have no clothes in here. <laughs> There's no clothes in this closet. It's just all mics. And I was like, yo, I got a problem, man. I need to, I need to chill out. I need to chill out. 
Yeah, I man. need to chill out, man. So I had I, I stopped with the mics, but you you know what, man? I, I think it's fun. It's it's fun on a certain level to collect all those shoes, man. Especially when they get to especially when they come in all these different colors and you get to yeah. get to see how you know how they remake them with the patent leather or whatever it is and yeah. the twelves, the sevens, the threes, the fives, whatever it is, whatever pair of shoes it is you like, it becomes more of like the, the fetish or the thing that you love to do. It's a hobby, man. Like you yeah. enjoy collecting shoes. And the the thing I never got are the people who said, you know you out here dressing in these shoes and everything, but you ain't doing this. Like, you don't know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) All these guys wearing these shoes, they, you go to their house and they broke, they living at home with their mama. I haven't lived with my mama. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) In a very, very long time. Yes, sir. You know, oh, he, he can't do this. He can't do that. And now you're looking at some of the same people that's talking about you. They just started traveling. Yep. Exactly. I was, the whole time I was buying mics, I was traveling. <laughs> exactly. I picked shoes up while I was traveling. <laughs> yeah, I just started. Yeah, I just started going overseas and stuff. Like, I, I it's a known fact I was already doing that. <laughs> it's known. Like, Document. what? <laughs> Documented. Like, what? And the crazy part is I wasn't posting when I was leaving out of country. I was going, having a good time with a young lady or some friends, and we were coming back. Yep. Just making memories, bro. Making memories. Yeah, I just started doing this stuff. Yeah, man. So now you look at them like, wait, what? Yeah, it's crazy. So, So the thing about it is you have to realize that, again, you have to meet people where they are. They're not necessarily on the same level as you, and they're not experiencing life at the same pace or the same uh, time as you are. So they, they might be envious, jealous, or resentful or spiteful of the way that you're living your life. So they come up with these things and these means and these sayings about all these guys got this and they ain't got that. Yeah. Even if I don't want a car, <laughs> that's my business. Our business. It ain't the fact that I can't afford one. Exactly. Just the fact that I choose not to drive one. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe I might have a medical condition where I might pass out behind the wheel of a car. Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know, but you're posting all these memes, and yeah. some of these same people, even to this day, can barely take care of their own kids. <laughs> exactly, bro. Why are you worried about me posting these beautiful shoes that me and Jason like to share and compare and do all this stuff? That's it. Is it? We enjoy our lives the way that we choose to. I don't knock people that play video games because they play video games how they see fit. I don't know what's going on in their in house. Exactly. I have I have friends that play video games. One, yes. both of them own homes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. They don't live at home with their mama. They own a home outright. They right. own that. Like that's <laughs> theirs. And then you see these these people who are like. It's like, what's what's wrong with y'all, man? Are you that mad at the world? Right. You over there stressing out because people out here buying shoes and things that they like to do and they enjoy it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, bro. It's just like it's like you said, man. I just it's, it's an enjoyment. It's it's yeah. a joy. You know, it's a new box. What is this? And it's just being able to open it and be like, ah, that's dope. I my niece or nephew need these shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, on the back end, people don't see 
like what happens with that shoe or nine times out of ten i don't even want it it's going back or oh it's not the same quality that i thought it was gonna be so i don't even want it it's, it's just a matter of just I'm a grown ass man and we just choose to just enjoy life <laughs> i don't say anything about these people having kids none, none as many as they have <laughs> hey man I see little Jack Jack still out, still out here cutting the grass with his face. I see the little Moo Moo over here still throwing bottles up in the air when cars drive by. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying nothing about your little badass kids. Exactly, bro. But you over here talking about me and my shoes, man. That's it. Yep. These grown men need to, these men need to grow up instead of buying all these shoes and all these clothes. I don't say nothing when you go out to the club. Exactly. Trying to afford what you can't afford and, and get somebody to buy you drinks. Hey, do your thing. I don't say <laughs> nothing about them, them, them too tight clothes. And really? it look like it looked like pudding is oozing all out of the size of it. You know, I don't be saying nothing. Yeah, he's looking like a wrestler. I ain't hey, man. I'm not, I don't say nothing when people come outside looking like Rikishi. I don't say nothing. <laughs> I don't say nothing. I mind my business because it ain't none of my business. Exactly. I mind the business that pays me. And if I decide that I want to buy some gym shoes, leave me to that. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> if I decide that I want to get up tomorrow after uh, after work, if I decide I want to leave uh, and go to Puerto Rico for the next two or three days, that's my business. But I won't post it. Exactly. I won't post it. I'll just be in Puerto Rico that's enjoying it. my stay. <laughs> that's it, I, I don't bother y'all about how, how, y'all, how y'all enjoy y'all life. Why y'all be mad at us when we be buying <laughs> shoes and stuff, man? We, we just enjoying these summers we got, bro. That's it. I, I be trying to figure out like, what? It's uh, my money. Right? Ain't asked you for nothing. They ain't asked you to pay for not one shoe. I, I didn't do a post of GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm not robbing the community. I'm exactly. not doing. I'm paying for it out my pocket, man. Yeah. I said. I remember one point. Uh, because I used to work in purchasing. So when you mm-hmm. get to know some of these vendors, they tell you what restaurants to go out to and, and pair their wine up. And I remember I was going across and I was doing all this stuff and they paying for my bottles of wine or they they saying, hey, go to this run, restaurant and tell them that I sent you and they'll do this, that, and the third. They all oh, people got all this money to pay for restaurants, but they can't pay their rent. I used to oh, always right. post like, well, I know they ain't talking about me. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> like, what you mean? What are you, who are you, who are you talking about? You're talking to, right. I hope your rent is paid up. You out here at all these restaurants three times a week. Why are you worried about what I'm doing over here? Exactly. Did I ask you to pay my rent? Did I ask you to buy me a bottle? Did I ask you to do anything? I like nice bottles of wine. That's it. I like beers that are 8% or better in alcohol. I have, I have one in here right now. That's a 10%, you know? And all you got to do is drink one of those and, and you will have a good night. <laughs> it's, it's more potent than a, uh, than, a bo- uh, than a bottle of wine almost. You understand what I'm saying? But it's because I can afford it. That's I don't knock nobody when they be making $5 an hour. Exactly. Do I think? don't be saying nothing. Nope. <laughs> I don't be saying nothing. But why does everybody see a problem with other people enjoying their lives? See, and that's, again, when we go back to this finding peace, all right, and understanding where you are and and going for being progressive and going forward with your life. See, I don't have that problem because I like to celebrate when people are having gains in life. That's it, bro. 
me and Harley, me and Harley had this conversation. I said, Harley, when you post about having your new house or, or the things that you got going on, I'd be happy for you. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. And it's like, people don't realize that. It's like, when you, when you celebrate others, bro, you open so many doors for blessings for yourself because it says rejoice with those who are joyful. And it's, it's a matter of, they don't get that. It's just, oh, lay down. Look, man, it's, it's, you, have, you, you have a complex about yourself or a lack of peace that you don't have in yourself that you got to find something wrong in everybody else's life. And then you wonder why you're sitting around and just miserable all the time. I, I look at it all the time and I don't post for likes. But if you notice, when you post something, say like you post on, uh, on a story, You'll see a hundred some people look at it, but they ain't gonna like it. Uh-huh. But they're watching you. Uh-huh. And that's just how it is in life. Where it's just like everybody ain't gonna like what you're doing, but they're watching you. They watching. Learn to be like, you know what? That's cool. Keep watching because I want you to see just how good God has been to me. I want you to see these summers that I'm living, that I'm enjoying it, and I'm living my best life. I want you to see it. And you ain't gotta like it. You ain't gotta love it. You ain't gotta comment on it. But I'm gonna live it. And I'm gonna live it to the fullest. I posted them pictures, them stories about Bora Bora. Man. <laughs> Y'all ain't like it. Yeah, I ain't like it. <laughs> but I saw you looking. You saw it. <laughs> I saw you. Exactly. I saw you. But guess what? I was living my best life. I don't know what you was doing. Exactly. Wishing you was there. Hey. That's what they- <laughs> Hey, that's the only reason why I posted it in stories. <laughs> exactly, bro. Wish you were here. Right. And, and it's it's crazy to me. And, and there's no disrespect to nobody. But at mm-hmm. some point in time, you have to realize that, hey, I need to do better. Maybe I should ask for some help. Yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I need I, I, my want, wanting to do better always came from the position of knowing that things could be worse than where they are and coming from a situation where uh, I've moved from place to place. You understand what I'm saying? I had to stay with my aunt. My aunt allowed us to live in her place because she loved us. You understand what I'm saying? So because I had to go through these trials and tribulations, yeah. I understand that there's a, it takes a certain amount of finance Man. to get out here and move around in the world. And if you don't have it, you can't do it. You can't do it. That's it. Yeah. So if I know that, why don't you, why don't you think that working, is, working at docks is not a good job for you? If you got two kids, I'm telling you, bro, coming home, smelling like fish sandwiches, (laughs) sauerkraut and and, and relish every day. Like, you you know better than that. Yeah, exactly. You got to do better, bro. And we all have to do it. Look, I'm still trying to do better. I still want to do better. I'm still I'm doing not trying. I'm working on it every day because I ain't trying nothing. I'm working on it. I'm doing it. And that's 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 it. I ain't trying nothing. So. If if we are out here able to buy these shoes that we want, go to these uh, nice restaurants that we want, know some of the owners in these places, know, know some of the GMs in some of these places. I go to places, man, sometimes. And, and this is what I've done because I used to do mentor work as well. Right. So what I've done to a certain degree is I take some of the young men with me to these restaurants so they can experience it and they can understand that, hey, I can actually go outside and not take this, this burner with me. Because I'm exactly. having to knock something down. Exactly. I'm a, I can go out with the homie and yep. he can show me a good time and I can go yep. to these places and, 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 and be around people who are not worried about me doing anything uh, to them. I'm telling you. And I think that's the thing, man. It's just like, as we continue to get older and grow wiser, man, it's just being able to experience experiences that we didn't have as young men and young ladies. Yes. 
that's that's what it's all about. And it's, to yes. your point, like I take my son, we go to like these boutique show, uh, shoe stores, and then got about nothing. It's just a matter of just see just the levels that this thing can go to. See how people really truly can make money off of this or make yes. an enterprise. This one hair in Orlando trophy room that Michael Jordan's son runs. Took my son and he lost his mind. He's like, yo, like Michael Jordan's son runs this store. And it's like, it's amazing just like how he's just paying homage to his father and things like that. But it's a matter of see what he said his, his sights to. He was like, I just want to honor my father. I just want to be able to just show what he has made as an impact on the culture and things like that. And then you bump into the guy. And it's like, now you got a connection with somebody that you never thought that you would ever have a connection with. So it's bigger than just that. It's just, how can I just make more of my lineage and leave something behind. Yes. <clears throat> and add layers. We, we, we're trying to add layers yeah. and, 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 and experience life at a, at a, at a better clip. Like yeah, when, you, when you, when, when, listen, when you don't have nothing and you get into the position where you can have almost anything that you want, yes, sir. you will, you will want to experience life. And if you yeah. don't, if you don't, I don't think you're alive. No, <laughs> exactly. You no, know, you, you you can't you can't be alive. Like no. I, I I saw someone, and I'm not gonna say their name. And to anybody that think I'm talking about them, yes, I'm talking about you. All right, because it's not one person that did this in my inbox. All right, it's it's a bunch of them. All right, and I I don't mind it because I don't care. You know, it's, Jill Scott says she's living her life like she's golden. That's it. That's where we are. So That's I right. went to a couple of restaurants in a week and I, 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 I took pictures of it and I posted and everything. And mm. someone sent me a message saying, why are you always taking pictures of places where you eat like you're doing something different? Wow. And I was like, well, I think I am doing something different. Have <laughs> you ever have you ever been to this restaurant? Right. I think I've been there. You've been here. They said, yes, I think I've been there. I said, so you know what I'm eating right now. Exactly. Wow. And I said, so they told me what I was eating. I said, close. That is the black version. I'm eating Brazilian food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, eating Brazilian food. I said, have you actually been to this place? And I sent them the name of it. Oh, I've never heard of that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you didn't have to say that. I know you've never heard of it. <laughs> I know you've never been here before. But, exactly. but they're so envious of what's yeah. going on instead of them saying hey send me the address of that place or let me meet you there some sometime man exactly. let's go do lunch or something like that or and i think that's the thing is because of the jealousy they messed up on their blessings where it's just like if they were nice about it you could be like you know bro next time i come i bring you with me or something like that or meet me there and i'll pay dinner's on me but because yeah. i don't mind that especially exactly. if it's a place that i know and i know the mm-hmm. owner that's it but you woke up and chose violence, so <laughs> it's not going to happen. Man, it's people who out there who are who haven't figured it out, and some of them are just miserable, man. And only yeah. thing I can do is just just shake my head and just pray for them, man, because I wish them the best. Um, yeah. I'm not going to stop living my life the way that I'm living it just to please and and be suitable for others. That yeah. that's that's I, that's a false perception. I can't make nobody else happy if I'm not happy. That's you know what I mean. And happiness comes from the inside. Confidence comes from the inside. You got to be happy and confident in yourself and yeah. then present it to the world. Because if you don't have it, can't nobody else give it to you? They give it to you. Nope. Sure. Okay. So when you sit around being now, when I'm envious of you and a pair of shoes that you have, <laughs> I do make a comment. 
I do. I do make a comment, <laughs> but you know it's all love. You know it's all love. It's it's never me going, ooh, I can't stand this man in these shoes. It's never that. It's man, he yeah. got me again, man. Yeah, and, and that's what it's always. And then the thing about it is like, man, let me find out what size bro well. And yeah. guess they're on the way to bro because yeah. that's just the love that we have, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and there's the envy is okay. But exactly. it's 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 the actual love and respect that I have for you that doesn't tarnish yeah. it where it comes off the wrong way. Yes, sir. And, yes, and sir. some people don't know that, man. Like uh, anytime I'm envious of some something or someone, there's probably someone, mm-hmm. I make sure that I let them know it. You know, yes, sir. That's um, right. uh, when my buddy grew his beard out, I told him I, I hated his face. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hated his face because he had a nice full beard, you know, and I can grow my beard out like I can I can do it, but it just looks better on him. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I hate your face. I hope you mess around and clip it wrong one day and you got to shave it all off, you know, and but I made I made jokes about it, you know, and we had fun. And he was like, yo, you a hater. He was like, yes, today I am. Yes, today, I am. today I am a hater. And, and I, I accept that. But yes. it's never to the point where I mean it in a vile, vicious manner. Where I'm, exactly. where I mean you harm or anything like that, but right. you know, I, again, I pray for people like that. I wish yeah. them the best in life. I don't yeah. want anything, any harm to come to them. Yeah. But but y'all gotta get y'all stress levels down, man. Got to, bro. Yeah, I gotta got get you. y'all stress levels down. Yeah, I gotta. God bless you if you're dealing with depression or stress, but but right. get get through it, man. Because on the other side of that storm, it's some really great times, man. Telling you, bro. It's some really great times. Um, I. I, I believe that I believe that all of us have earned to have good times and great times in our lives. And it just it's just about not just receiving it and believing in it, but pushing for it and working for it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's the only way that you're going to get it. That's it. That's, a, that's, the, that's it. Like you have to work for it. Me going to these restaurants, me affording these certain types of clothes that I wear, me doing all this stuff is the fact that I worked I put in work to get this stuff. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, it's, it's the grind about it. And I think that's the thing. It's like, I mean, hard work pays off, bro. And mm-hmm. it comes with humility as well, where it's like, yo, this is a blessing. I don't have to be here. I remember one thing my wife told me uh, when we bought our second home. She said, when I was growing up, the only thing I ever wanted as a little girl is I wanted to have sidewalks. I said, as long as I live, you will always and forever have sidewalks. And it's just like the simple things, the little things, man, that it, it just means so much. And I think that's something that I just carry on as far as like for my family and for my, my sons. I want them to see like, I want you guys to have a living example of what you can be and better. Mm-hmm. And everything that you do, top, top, top me, that's your goal is to is to trump anything that you see me do. Yep. And just, just trying to set the bar for them, bro. Yeah, you're you're the foundation, and now they just have to build on top of that. Absolutely, that's absolutely, and, and and that's a good way to put things to them, man. Uh, I, I hope you were gaming them up too, because this world is a is a vicious place, man. I hope <laughs> you're gaming them up. Got to, yeah, because I always say like, hey, man, if I ever had, they gonna be gamed up for life. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, all this stuff that I had to, man, what, man, they gonna know it. <laughs> My kids gonna be then my kids gonna have gray hair by the time they 12, man. <laughs> They're gonna be gamed up, man. Straight up. Because it's I just feel like there are certain things that weren't told to us and, and they just left it for us to experience and go through. And that's fine. You got to go through your own thing. But if we would have been given game on a certain level, I feel right. like there would have been more uh success added to it, added to a lot of stuff that we went through. 
bro. Question to you. Yes, sir. Some of our classmates that who, who left this uh, earth early on, one of them was Anthony Scales. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Were, yeah. were you in Florida when that happened? Yeah, I was in Florida yeah. when it happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was in Chicago and, and I was working. And I had talked to Tony like a, a, a couple, like a year or two before that happened to him. And Tony was my dude. You and him always reminded me of one another, you know, seeing, <laughs> seeing y'all. You know, real good looking guys stay, you know, stay real crispy and clean and everything. Right. Women love y'all. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> and, and, and he was a, he was a good dude. But, yeah. you know, the, the way that happened to him, to him was uh, one of the things It just really bothered me, man. Yeah, man. It really bothered me. Like, I, I really I really had such a, 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 a crazy amount of love and respect for Tony, not because of what he did, but because of the stuff I knew about him away from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like bro. he was always funny. He was always yeah. cracking jokes. Man, you know what I mean? Um, the dude was just funny to me, man. Like, yeah. and he could play basketball. Exactly. One thing, I, one thing I always never forget about Tony is I could never, and to this day, and I'm about to be like, you just go ball. I could never get my waves like him. Never. I'm like, this dude is so pretty, bro. Like, how he get his waves just to flow like <laughs> and had a hairline that was it's way right down here. <laughs> and he oh, let you, he will always let you know it. He was always like, look, he's like, look, man, look at my hairline. Man. Right. <laughs> I never knew nobody. I said, this dude has a bang. He would be <laughs> brushing. Always. He, he had a he had a for those who don't know, Tony had a little bitty brush and he would brush like <laughs> he kept it. Just it. You just brush the hair in the front, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the dude was the dude was something else, man. Like that dude, he always had me laughing. Always <laughs> had me laughing. Even when he was talking about me. <laughs> he was he always kept me laughing, man. Yes, sir. He always yes. kept me laughing. And that was one of those things, man, that really bothered me because we grew up in the same area. Uh, we played basketball together. I remember when he lost uh, some of that weight that he was carrying. He started back dunking a basketball and all that. He was he was real happy about all that stuff, man. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things, man. That, that you know, you, you wish guys like that would still be around, yeah, but bro. but like life takes its course, and and yeah. we we just have to live through it and, and, and push through. Yeah, yeah. He, he was one of those guys, man. I I understand what he did. You know, people didn't like what he was doing, but. Right. For if you didn't really know him, exactly. this, like this dude, he was one of a kind, man. Exactly, he, one he of a kind. Diamond, he was a diamond, man. I'm t- I'm serious, like brushing the like, I, <laughs> like how and and at the time back then, I had hair, like I had a head full of hair, man. But yes, his hairline was like an inch and a half away. Yes, sir. And just brush that junk and talk, have a full conversation. Yeah, yeah and I was saying, Jay, I'm like, bro. Oh, I hate your hair, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Come to school. And then he would take off the do-rag like he was a uh, little girl flicking around. Right. Like and, and he and he do he did stuff like that because he knew it, it messed with people. He knew it made exactly. people mad. Exactly. Then the girls would come stand behind him and rub his head. Yeah. Like, hey bro. Tony. Right. <laughs> and, and, and they that's what they started calling him pretty Tony. I said this yes, month. Tony. This dude here, man. And he would sit there sometime and just and just not do nothing. And they would just be brushing his hair and he would just, right. just sit there. And you'd be looking like this dude is a damn fool, man. Yes, sir. That's you coming, it. you coming to the lunchroom, somebody doing his nails. 
he, he was just he, he just had him. <laughs> he just had everybody around him. And I said, "Oh, I, I said I know where this is going. Right. I know where this is going. <laughs> I know where this is going." Um, <laughs> let me let me say this. Junior year, we had a conversation. It was a group of us. We were all sitting around talking, <laughs> and he said, "I forgot what profession." or trade he was talking about going into. Mm. But he said, if I don't get into that, I'm doing this. <laughs> and people were laughing at him when he said it, but I looked at him. I was like, oh, Bro. he's serious. Yeah. And he was like, I'm serious. Y'all think I'm j- joking. If this, if this don't work, I'm going into that. Yeah. The man was a man. His word. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, you know, um, that was my dude, though, man. God, God, God rest his soul, Anthony Scales, man. That was my dude. I uh, I do miss him. I just yeah. miss being able to just talk to that fool. <laughs> he was a fool. He was a fool, man. He was a fool. And, and sometimes he would just look at you. <laughs> he would just look at you because he he wanted to get a reaction out you, man. Right. He had to look at you. What? What do you? Like, what? What are you? He's like nothing, man. He's like nothing, bro. I'm just, I'm just, you know. That's nothing, bro. I'm just, just yeah. <laughs> Brushness. And, and I remember one day we was hanging outside on, on 87, and this guy wasn't really familiar with Tony, but he was he had started coming around a lot more, and he had no idea what Tony was was about, mm. and he was just staring at the dude. And the dude was like, man, why you keep looking at me, man? You a faggot or something? He's like, no, I ain't no faggot, man. Wow. He said, what you keep looking at me for? Then he's like, I'm just wondering. And dude was like, what the what, what you wondering about what, motherfucker? Wondering about what? He's like, I'm wondering just how you just live your life looking like that, man. <laughs> he was like, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, you walk up and down the street with nowhere to go. You don't, you don't have no girls with you. You don't have no job. Like, what, what do you do? What do you do? How do you live your life just looking like that, man? And I just, I just, I didn't laugh. I didn't even laugh. I was just like, right. yo, let's be careful because we don't yeah. really know who this cat is and who we don't know how, right. yeah, we don't know how we gonna, how he gonna get set off, you know? So we gotta be up in arms. And, uh, you know, Tony can, Tony could handle himself, but you still wanna make sure that, you know, don't, don't, none, don't nothing, uh, no harm come to your brother while you're out exactly. there. But the dude was a fool, man. He was a clown, bro. This dude hey. was a fool, bro. <laughs> and he would just do stuff like that. Man, oh, just just piss people off. Yep. I remember one time he said something like that to me. I was like, man, Tony, I'll rob you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rob you right now, bro. Uh, bro, I'll rob, rob you right here, right now, in front of everybody. And he just started laughing. He's like, he's like, I know you will. I was like, I'll rob you right here in front of everybody. He's like, you think I care about any of this stuff that you got on right here, man? Yes, sir. It's like, um, I, I don't care about none of this stuff. You get, I take all this stuff, and, and, and I was like, and I sell it back. I sell it back to everybody out here. Pass this shit out, bro. Don't play with exactly. me, man. Yeah, I, I love, I love being around Tony, man. And, and it, people took the jokes to heart, but they didn't know that he was necessarily joking. Now, if he didn't like you, he would say some stuff that, and it would, it would offend you. Yeah, but, man. but for the most part, dude was just. He was comical to me, man. I just took he's, it. He's I, a comedian, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a comedian. Yeah, but <laughs> I knew he had the gift of gab. Sophomore, I think it was sophomore year, and he was talking to a bunch of young ladies, and he said, <laughs> said some stuff to them. 
and it was he said it aggressive, but he <laughs> smiled when he said it. And they went, hee, 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 hee. I was like, yep. Yep. That dude is about it. <laughs> That's the dude right there. Yep. Yep. And then it happened, it happened junior year, and he started saying more stuff. Man. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 what? And he was right. like, he's like, man, he's like, you, you just you just gotta talk to him. I was like, wait, 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 what? You gotta talk to him, man. He's like, he's like, watch, watch how I slipped the bitch word up in there. And he right. said some stuff and he threw the bitch word in there. And it is laugh. Yeah. And then he's like, you better stop playing with me. He 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 he. Got away with it, bro. And I said, Oh, okay. Okay. This dude's the truth. Yep. Yep. I said, here, I said, yep. And then when he when he made that statement about you know what, what his career choices was gonna be, I was like, Yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Because the people that didn't understand him had yeah, no right. idea what he was really talking about, That's and they right. didn't understand that this dude was actually oh. working on his craft <laughs> exactly while we were in school. He, he was prepping for it, bro. Oh man, who you telling? <laughs> who you telling, man? Like this dude, like that, Tony. Like, you thought he was joking. Oh, yeah. Because he was just, he was just, he was joking. He joked so much. He he said it with a smile on his face. It's mm-hmm. like, dead serious what he's saying right now. <laughs> dead serious. Because when he told me, he was like, man, he's like, well, I don't know. What, he's like, what you thinking about doing, man? I was like, man, I think I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to try college out first. But that don't work. I'm coming back home, man. I'm going to be out here, you know. He's like, yeah. He's like, same thing for me, man. If this, this trade or whatever don't work out, man. <laughs> I'm going over. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be over here. Yep. Listen. Now you got to remember. I had left Chicago for about a year and a half, two years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> when I come back, this man is full time. Yep. <laughs> I look up. He got a car. Mm-hmm. And his chicks in the back. <laughs> And his words to me was, do you need anything? Wow. I was like, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah. I just got, I was like, I just got back in town. Yada, yada, yada. I'm talking to him or whatever. Yeah. He's all right. He's like, all right. He's like, just make sure you keep a pocket full of money. And I was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think the next time I seen him, I'm not going to even mention that. We'll talk about that all. <laughs> we'll talk about that all. Yeah. Man, that boy, hey, that boy was so cold, man. Man. That boy was good. And I'm not glorifying. I'm not glorifying anything that he did, but. He just, he, he, he did it. He, he did it well. <laughs> when they say, when people say, uh, I am who I say I am. Yeah. He is, he's an authentic article. Yeah, he is that. An dude. authentic article, man. And I, I just, man, I'm telling you, like the fun like just having him around even if ain't nothing going on just having him around and, and you just hang having a good conversation with him was some of yeah. the funniest stuff ever man <laughs> even if he didn't understand what was going on he could break right. the conversation up and make it about something i say this dude here is crazy <laughs> that was him bro yeah <laughs> that dude that dude was hilarious man um yeah. yeah i do i do miss that guy from time yeah. to time man again i grew up in that area so man yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a sad situation that happened to him, but you know, him and Don P and Reggie uh may yeah. they rest in peace as well. But yeah. that dude there was hilarious. Yeah, and you would miss it. You would miss it because he was sarcastic than a motherfucker. Oh, it was yeah. just like he, he would just say something and you would be like, well, man, what? <laughs> And I would watch people sometimes get upset with him. Like, hey, he he joking, bro. Like, he joking. Man, he just said, what did he? No, I'm like, no, he joking. He's just joking. He want to get a he want to get a rise out of you. Like, that's right. what he does. That's what he does. Because he'll say it and he won't correct his own. Mm-mm. And they just look at you like <laughs> stone cold look like. Right. Like, I meant what I said. Like, what you going to do about it? And right. He didn't want no action. He was just like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> I, I do. I, I used to hear him say stuff sometimes to people, man. And I'm like, yo, you got, you better chill out, bro. Right. <laughs> Somebody will hurt you, bro. Yeah, you, you better chill out, man. <laughs> you better chill out. Like, you you five eleven, six feet, but right. <laughs> you better chill out, man. Exactly. You better you better chill out, dude. Some of these dudes ain't ain't gonna ain't gonna let that ain't gonna let that shit rock, bro. Exactly. You better chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I came, I remember coming outside, going to the store one day, and I, I get across Jeffrey, and, and the, the corner store is right there uh, on Euclid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's standing outside uh, <clears throat> on a car, like just, it looked like he modeling. <laughs> I'm serious. It looks like he's modeling. Like he got his foot up on like where the wheel is, and he's yeah. like rocking back and forth. <laughs> I'm serious. He just sits in there. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and he just he's just sitting there and he just keep looking down. He's like, man, I, I think the bitch messed up my manicure, my, pedic- my uh, manicure, man. And he just rocking back and forth. You know, he got one leg on the, on the ground and he got the other one up on the wheel. Oh, like, he rocking back and forth looking at his nails. I think the bitch <laughs> messed up my nails, man. <laughs> it's the second time I done had it with this bitch. <laughs> And he just rocking back and forth, just looking. You know, I'm like, this motherfucker here crazy, man. <laughs> Dead serious. He nails glossy and everything, you know, like, and you sitting there just looking at him. Bro. Like, dude, you are one of a kind, man. <laughs> but but you know what, bro? Because of Tony, look, I because yeah. of him, literally. Yeah. He, I, I don't know, he he taught me that. He's like, bro, you, you gotta have your nails fine for the bitches, bro. And I was like, what did you just say? Yes. Yes, it, yes. He was big on that. He was big stay, on that. Nails got to stay clean, bro. That's how he got me doing that. Because I, I would get them all the way down, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that they got lined up and filed right. and everything. And I did that be, because of him. But I stopped doing the polish because he would do the polish and everything. Yeah, bro. no. Bro, to this day, still. Yeah. He's like, man, get, get you some. What he told me, uh, <laughs> he told me at Walgreens and I said, get some hardest nails by Sally Hansen. I was like, what? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the dude. I don't. I don't. I don't like. He. Yeah, he made that contribution. He's like, man. He's like, bitches love clean hands, man. Yes, sir. Yep. He's like, bitches love clean hands. Yep. Get your make. Make sure you get. Make sure your hands look good, man. <laughs> don't have bro. them. Don't have. Don't have dirty nails and everything. Keep them. Keep them clean. To this day, bro. I, I, I got up into you said his name again. I was like, that's where it came from. Yeah. And then I, I remember one time a girl was uh she was like, Oh my god, your hands look so good. He's like, Yeah, I gotta keep them clean just in case I have to slap a bitch. And it, 
<laughs> and she and he was talking to her. I'm like, yo, man. Dude, he was hilarious, man. Yes, he was sir. hilarious. At least to me, he was hilarious. Like I, I love being around. He could be a pain in the ass, and I understand that. But I, I should love being around, dude, man. He was hilarious, bro. Yeah, bro, all the time. Walking through the classroom halls after we graduated. Um, listen, <laughs> listen to the, what he was trying to accomplish. People not taking him serious until they saw uh, yep. what he had done. Like yep. the dude, the dude was different. Exactly. This is a different type of dude, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> different type of dude. So now, do you plan on paying any more attention to the Miami Heat, or have you kind of like moved forward <laughs> from that? You know, I, I gave a little attention this past season. I didn't say much on, on social media about it, but they, they look good. Jimmy okay. Butler came down. You know, I mean, he's he doing his thing down here, but I, I am going to probably make a little bit more noise this, this, this go-around, because they did the thing last last season. I'm not because I don't I don't I don't trust. <laughs> I don't I don't trust the Bulls right now. I don't trust this organization. I don't trust the people that yeah. are involved. Um, I like Demar Derozan. I like him as an addition. I like I like Zach Levine as well. But yeah. it seems like they they have this relationship where they don't know if they want to play together or if they do want to play together. Maybe That's what it is. Then it's just they're not committed, and it's like. They, they can do it. The Bulls can truly do it. It's just they got to make up in the mind they really want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, it's, yeah, just just come to terms, hey, through three quarters, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> exactly. But I am DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> exactly. I get buckets. I get exactly. Give me the ball. <laughs> I get buckets. And what people don't understand is, is this was a dude that was working out with Kobe since he was 17, 18 years oh. old. So he got that gene in him. Yes. If you see the way he posts up in those last minute shots, getting to that 17 foot, that's all coming from Kobe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's all coming from Kobe. That man is, is amazing in the mid range. And, yep. and if he, if it's, if it has to go to him, just get, just, just get it to him. Give him the ball, man. <laughs> Cause he's been the most consistent at that on the team. So, Hopefully they they the Bulls do well. Um, I would like to see them get up into that third of well, not I shouldn't say third, that fourth or fifth spot would be would be just fine. But yeah, it's bro. it's gonna be a long season, man. Yeah, it's bro. gonna be a long season. Um, eighty sure. something games, so it, it'll be something to look forward to. Do are you paying attention to any of this uh football? Do you even care? <sighs> I'm not a Bears fan, by the way, so it's okay to just say what you want to say. No, every year I. I I don't even know why I set myself up for the Bears. I see the first three, four games. I'm like, the Bears look good, and I'd be down. But <laughs> midseason is over. I was like, okay, last summer, last Sunday, he, he's belly flopping through the rain, and and this past Sunday, he get up against the Packers, and they they get mollywopped again. It's like I, I yeah. can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I after I think I've said this plenty of times. After that 13 and three season that they had, I just said that that's it. That's it. I haven't been a Bears fan since then. <laughs> And everybody knows it. I tell people all the time, don't have me at your house. <laughs> don't invite me out because you have to know I am going to be the antagonizer <laughs> the, in, the entire night. That will oh, be my job God. to antagonize and laugh <laughs> and laugh. Anytime a sack happens to the quarterback, a Man. fumble, an interception, I will laugh hysterically. <laughs> Because that is what I expect from them. That's what they do. They let down every season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the management, I feel like management isn't trying to 
put together, at least in the past seasons, I don't think they were trying to put together teams that were to win. They were just grabbing pieces that made the team that got, got people to come into the got, come to the game. Got people to come to the games. Yeah. I'm over here stumbling over words. Yeah, that just got people to come to the games and everything. Yep. I don't think they've they've been trying to win for a very long time. So no, nah, I mean, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm believing and th- thinking they want to rebuild, but it's like, yeah, they're not trying to do nothing. No, nah, uh, they went and got a young quarterback, right? And it's not that he can't ball, it's just yeah. that the supporting cast around him isn't fit for that. Nah. And, and yeah. it's 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 a detriment to him because we might be race wasting years of his uh, early years of learning and getting better and improving oh, yeah. um, and sacrificing him out there, you yeah, know, and, and I don't want that happening to that young man. I want him to have a successful career, even if it is somewhere else, you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's one of those things that I, I can't I don't want to I don't want to watch that knowing that he may be seconds away from a sack, you know, and getting hurt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because we don't live in those days anymore where guys run five fives. Like we're talking right. about guys who are six five, 300 pounds that can get downhill faster than I can. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So they they, they look like big ass bears, literal, literal, literal bears coming off the line. You know what I mean? Trying, exactly. to, trying to smash the quarterback. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not, it's not, it's not a good look and you got to protect that guy. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Any, anything you want to talk about? Any, uh, any, any, uh, businesses, business ventures you want to mention before we get off here? Oh, no, man. Just, just everyday grinding, bro. Just trying to get the word out there. Uh, My wife getting her business up and running. She's doing phenomenal things as far as her creativity and putting things together for different props and things like that for businesses, uh, different, uh, events and venues that she's doing, but, I think right now my biggest focus is trying to get this book out. Uh, I have one book that I just recently released. It's inspired. It's just a book of quotes. Uh, the next book is actually just a, a blessing being able to talk to you this evening, bro, because it just really just confirmed that it needs to get out there. It's called The King Inside. And it's literally talking about uh, just growing up the South Side and just how, you know, saying we as Black men just made it through uh, those different uh, challenges on the South Side of Chicago to now and just how to just encourage other young men and young women to be able to just choose life and just choose to have hope and, and definitely prevail against what it is that they're dealing with. But outside of that, man, trying to raise these young kings and queens every day, bro, and just have them make their own make, make their own mark in this earth, bro. Absolutely. All right. One more. I have I have something to ask you. If yes, you sir. could, could you could if you could, could you take us out in prayer? Oh, got that, bro. That ain't, that ain't never a question. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father God, you're dope. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for having a conversation with my brother. Thank you for his life. Thank you for him being a platform for people to come and just just enjoy in conversation, just be able to just share like minds, God. I ask right now, God, that you bless him in a tremendous way. Bless his family. Bless his sisters, God. Continue to be that men right now in the name of Jesus in spots where there may be voids of mom not being there, God. Let them know that that light that she's shown, that it is now shining even brighter through them every day that they live, God. Continue to allow his platform to grow like never before. Allow him to touch lives that he didn't even imagine that he touched, God. Allow it to hit ears that that people will actually be able to hear something that's going to inspire them to continue on and to be inspired and to go above and beyond what they are today, God. Now, God, continue to watch over my brother everywhere he goes, God. Continue to just protect him and keep him safe from the danger. Plead the blood of Jesus around his home, everywhere that he walks, 
everywhere that he thinks I ask that you allow it to enlarge his territory and grow all around him. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this thing called life, God. And thank you for these summers that we as brothers are continuing to live every day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And with that said, for those who are listening, as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Yes, sir. We are done here.